Hey y'all, I'm Veronica. And I'm Sade. And you're listening to To The Root. And on this episode, we're going to get to the root of therapy in communities of color. So, um, personally, I've never actually had therapy. Mm-hmm. I want to start um, participating in it, but I just want to make sure that it's, like, affordable, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's actually going to help me. Because I know that, like, sometimes... In any profession, really, there's going to be people who don't actually care about your well-being. Right. Even though they're in, pos- in professions in which they should. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be in a situation where, like, I'm here and I'm giving this and I'm opening up to this um, therapist or whatever and they don't actually, like, care about what's going on in my life. And they don't want to fix anything. They're just there just to be there. And I also don't want to, like, be drained of, like, check after check. Because obviously, well... I say check loosely because I don't actually have a job right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but like, and I have uh, Medicare, but, like, there's understanding, like, how much it actually covers when it comes to therapy. Because mm-hmm. it's not considered the same when it comes to, um, when it comes to things like that as uh, regular doc- doctor visits would be. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's been the main thing that's been kind of, like, stopping me from actually visiting a therapist and, I don't know de-stressing medically but um yeah so um my relationship with therapy um is a rather good one to be black like like I've not really had like any trouble with like um the stigma of therapy in the black community um I think the first time I went to therapy I was like seven and it was right after my parents had gotten divorced. But, like, after that, I was just kind of like, okay, like, I don't have anything to say. Like, I don't know really how to do this. So I stopped. And then I started going again when I was, like, 16, I think, junior year. Because junior year, if y'all have experienced junior year of high school, you know, that's the most stressful. That is the most stress that I've ever been. Like, I'm stressed now, but, like, junior year of high school there's just a lot going on and so that was when I was like okay like I need to talk to somebody and my mom was like really supportive of me um about it like she's she's gone to therapy herself like she's always been a bit a big advocate of therapy like always telling me like oh if you need somebody to talk to that's just like impartial and like doesn't really know anything about you or like your family or your history or anything like I'm fully supportive of that so I've never really had the stigma of therapy any negative thoughts that I've had about therapy have probably come from my own um my own thoughts like oh if I go to therapy like I'm weak or like oh if I need to like why do I need to talk about my problems like why can't I just like move on or stuff like that and I just I feel like a lot of black people get caught into that mentality a lot um about how like oh, going to therapy is for white people or, like, oh, if you go to therapy, like, you're crazy or, like, you're insane. Like, or, like, people who go to therapy should be in a loony bin, and that's literally not true, first of all. Second of all, it's ableist. Um, But, and I feel like before we go into this conversation further, we have to distinguish between the terms mental health and mental illness, because people use them interchangeably when like they're not the same thing at all like everybody has mental health um but not everybody has a mental illness Mm. um 
So, like, when you're talking about mental illness, you're talking about depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia and things like that. But when you're talking about mental health, that's literally just you and, like, how you're feeling mentally, like, which is something that everybody has. But I feel like people don't know the difference and they kind of mix up the two. Um, Actually, as far as, like, the stigma with therapy goes, I haven't, like... I don't know. I feel like I haven't personally experienced it, but I've seen the effects of it on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom recently started going to therapy, and I had, the conversation that I had with her regarding it was interesting because she said that she... So her, her therapist is a black man, an older black man. Mm-hmm. And she said that she like wanted her therapist to be like a black man. And I didn't understand that mm-hmm. because I was like, that's the person you thought was going to, like, be the most willing to be emotionally available for you? Right. Really? An older black man? Mm, yeah. Like, uh, she was like, because, and her reasoning was because they're, what was it? Because they're not taught to be emotion you know you know the thing where it's like black men aren't allowed to be emotional mm-hmm. so for him to go into that profession he obviously has broken down that wall that he must have with being emotionally available so he could help her be able to break down her wall with be- she's she's an Aquarius. yeah great <laughs> being able to break down her wall with being emotionally available which i don't believe that the wall that he probably had was as a result of being told that he wasn't able to be emotional because mm-hmm. that i don't think that's like because the, for some reason they think that it um not to go off too far on a tangent but like for some reason they think that it's like this mysterious outside force that is like making men not be allowed to be emotional when it's just other men telling men that they can't yeah be. i'm like like who do you think is doing that like yeah like who started it y'all like it was y'all like y'all did it to yourselves right what do you what do you then change it like that's it yeah that's all you gotta do just go be emotional and all the the only person i promise you the only person who's gonna say something about it is probably another dude right but i mean if it's helping her then i then by all means i hope that she does it because like she's yeah um it's it's good for her to be able to actually like get rid of all of those emotional issues that she has because she she was she would be very difficult to like kind of deal with at times Mm because she was very um she can be very mean and not like mean like in a i'm just gonna yell at you way or like mean and like something like that like she'll like it's like deep mean like like she'll make you feel terrible about yourself yeah mm -hmm. and then she'll be sensitive and it's yeah. like, you can't do that. Like, you just made me feel like I don't deserve anything. And you're the sen- you're being sensitive? Right. Like, you're acting like I'm the bad guy? Nah, bro, you need to figure that out. Like, you need to get that all settled because you can't be out here pushing that on other people. Right. So I'm glad that she's finally, like, facing it because, like, my, obviously, it's not too late with me. Because mm-hmm. um, we have a different relationship now since I'm older. But since my sister is still like young and she's still growing up it's time it's it's early enough kind of for her to actually be emotionally and mentally 
prepared to be the best possible parent you can be for my sister. Yeah. Which is all I really want. Yeah, going on top of that, which I think is a really good point, is that, like, listen, I am such a big advocate for therapy. Like, I literally think that everybody should go to therapy. Even if nothing's wrong, go to therapy. I guarantee you have some deep-rooted stuff that you need to figure out. Or just, like, going to therapy to figure out who you are and to, like, take a look at yourself. Because I feel like now especially with like social media and like just the hyper visibility of like everybody is takes a toll on your mental health because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people anyway um on top of the things to where like you're seeing everybody's like quote-unquote perfect life all the time so I feel like going to therapy to just like get to know yourself better is a big thing that I think people should do um And going off of what you said, people need to go to therapy before they decide to have a child. Yes. Because, listen, let me tell you, I can guarantee you that you've got some baggage from your childhood, that you've been, that that's been the way that you've been living your life for all this long, for all this time. And you don't need to be passing down that mess to your kid. Like, because then they're going to have to deal with the results of your childhood trauma and your childhood problems. And you don't want your child to have to deal with that. Or if you're, you know, if if you're a good parent, you don't want your child to have to deal with that. So work on yourself before you raise a child. Or honestly, or if you try to get in a relationship, work on yourself first. Like, I just feel like people put a lot of their worth into what they are in relation to other people like me myself included like I learned like very recently that I don't necessarily look at myself like a person I look at myself like okay like I'm so-and-so's daughter I'm so-and-so's cousin I'm so-and-so's friend I'm so-and-so's granddaughter I'm a student I'm this I'm that but I'm never just like oh I'm Veronica and that's enough you know like I feel like now especially I think in western society Um, the way, because of, you know, capitalism, we focus a lot of our, um, you know, a a lot of our worth on what we can accomplish or like material things that we have. Like, so, okay, if I don't have this car, I don't have this house. I don't have this partner. I don't have this money. Like, then I'm not anything. Um, and that's just not true. You need to find out who you are like within yourself and do that introspective work, but definitely before you try to take care of somebody else in any capacity, whether it's, like, in a relationship or you're raising a child, please go to therapy. Like, I'm begging you. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, like, people think that they're okay because people don't understand that mental health isn't, like, linear. Right. So just because you don't look like this caricature they created of people with mental issues or mental stints like on tv Mm -hmm. or in the media or primarily in the media because as you know a lot of uh, a lot of images that people have had of other people are as a result of as a result of either a business trying to like start its way i uh, i.e with um shaving and you know whenever they were starting to sell razors so they in like the early 1900s they were like oh 
women who aren't shaved are dirty. Right. But before then, no one thought that. It was just them trying to sell stuff. Yeah. So, um, so people genuinely believe that if I'm not, like, mentally debilitated, um, then there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot wrong with a lot of us because no one has been willing to just fix what's wrong with them before they go to somebody else. And then they try to, like, unload it on the other person and they believe that they, like, that's what they're supposed to do and the other person's supposed to accept it because they love you. Right. And they're supposed to do all that emotional work for you and they're supposed to be the one who just listens to you every time you're... Mm-hmm. And, like, be your therapist without any of the pay or any of the the actual, like, schooling. And right. they're just supposed to do that for you because they think that's what a relationship is mm-hmm. or that's what a friendship is or that's what even your child is. Yeah. And it's like... It's not. You have to go to someone who's like, like who's worked in this area and have them help you. Cause it's not just like it wouldn't be your job to be their therapist. It can't be their job to be yours. Exactly. So you can't be mad at somebody because they, at that time, aren't emotionally or mentally capable of taking on all of your traumas right. with theirs. Definitely. Like that can't. Cause a lot of people they get mad about it. Mm-hmm. And um. And, um, not even, not even just now, because you know how people, they be like, oh, nowadays, y'all want to call everything emotional labor and da 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 yeah. And it's like, well, that's because they finally found the term for it. Right. But it always has been. So, right. like, you, because your dad didn't listen to you when you were little, thinking that it's okay for you to punch your kid in the mouth whenever he accidentally touched something, that's you, like, unloading something that you never actually took care of before time on your kid right that's not the responsibility they don't have to make you feel better about yourself right they don't have to make you feel like more of a person because your parents never never helped you with that that's not their job right and the fact that you're making it into that and you should just be grateful that i gave you a roof over your head and some cream of wheat to eat every day and all day this the worst i love cream of wheat but that's not that's not that doesn't mean that I'm gonna be your therapist. Right. That doesn't mean I'm gonna be your punching bag. Yeah. Because you have all these these issues that you haven't dealt with and you haven't told your mom that you didn't like she called you ugly when you were little. Like you need to deal with that stuff. Yeah. I don't. Right. Like I have my own stuff to deal with partially because of you. Because you right. didn't deal with your stuff. Right. So now you're just making everything worse for everybody. Yeah. And it's like I know that people. I'm not, like, I never want somebody to feel like they're a burden because they have trauma, Mm -hmm. but you also shouldn't unload all of your trauma onto someone else because they care about you. Yeah, like, literally, like, when you're venting to somebody, that's literally a transference of energy. And, like, if they don't have the capacity to, like, hold that energy for you and, like, let you get it out then that's not that's not healthy like which is why and I'm really glad that this is becoming more of a thing um and I hope that it becomes the norm but like before you're trying to like vent to somebody like you should ask them if they have the mental capacity or if they have the mental space to listen to it because whether you realize it or not you venting to other people like it weighs on somebody especially if the person that you're talking to is an empath like that's a whole other level of like somebody feeling your emotions or just like somebody who's really like 
I don't know who who really, really cares about you because in that sense, like, if they really, really love you, then whatever hurts you will hurt them. And it's just this whole thing of like, which is why I feel like therapy is important because in therapy, you can get an impartial person who, first of all, doesn't have any expectations of you or what they think that you're supposed to be, which is even though somebody may love you, they still have expectations of who you're supposed to be or they have an idea of who you are in their mind. And we're not, people aren't, people are complex. They're not linear all the time. They're not going to act the same all the time. So you need somebody who you can go to that's like not having any judgment towards you that's not expecting you to be somebody who you're not and who's just going to listen to you and not preach to you because so many of the times when you when you're asking people if you can vent or rant or just like let stuff out to them they'll give you feedback and I'm like I didn't ask for that I I literally just wanted you to listen I did not want you to give me a solution because like I know for myself that if I'm telling you something that I'm upset about, most likely I already know how to fix it. I just need to let somebody know that I'm frustrated about it. So I don't need you to tell me what to do after the fact. I usually know, and I'm stubborn, so I'm probably not going to do what you say anyway. Like, But just that whole thing of like, be careful when you're talking to somebody in that capacity of just like, do they want my input? Like, don't give them that if they didn't ask. Me personally, whenever um, someone vents to me, I like to ask them what they want me to do. So mm-hmm. whenever, um, whenever they're like, hey, like I need someone to talk to or something like that, I'd be like, okay, do you want me to just sit here and listen to you? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want me to give you like personal anecdotes? Because some people like whenever they hear like, the fact that, like, someone else has gone through what they've gone through. Like, right. do you want to hear my personal anecdotes? Or do you want me to help you work through this? Like, what what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And whatever they say, then I'm like, okay, I can, I can roll with that. Yeah. Because I don't want to just be that person that's like, oh, um... Oh, you said that your dog just got ran over? Well, let me tell you about the one time that my dog... Right. Wanted, I don't want to be that person who, like, um steers it away from your problems because this Mm -hmm. is about you i'm here for you right so um i feel like it's always important in both senses where you need to make sure that the person that you are venting to is emotionally mentally capable of like holding what you're giving them Mm -hmm. and also you need to make sure that you are if if you are the person who's trying to like be there for somebody make sure that you're being there for them in the way that they need you to be there for them as long as it's not like mentally draining for mm-hmm. you. so like if they need you just be an ear just be, be an, an ear. ear yeah like don't try to be more to like overcompensate or to make you feel better and make you feel like you, you did more for them than they right like because you're doing more for them than but, they needed yeah right and it's not helping anymore right you're doing more than i asked you for right so it's definitely something that's very important to think about whenever you're being someone's for lack of a better term, stand-in therapist. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. And, um, just, I don't know, like, be, be more considerate of, like, what you're asking of people when you're asking it, because a lot of the times, like, humans can be really selfish and just think that, like, oh, our problems are the only problems that are going on right now, and, like, if, if we're, like, if you ask somebody to vent and they're, like, I'm sorry, like, I don't have, 
I don't have the the capacity to do this right now. Like, don't get upset because it's not personal. Like, everybody has stuff going on, like, all the time that you don't necessarily know about, that people don't necessarily want to talk to, like, to want to talk about all the time. So, like, a, a lesson that I've had to learn is to not take everything personally because, like, everything that I do could be, like, something that reminds somebody of something else, and so they can't. Like, they physically can't do it or, like, something that that may happen to me might trigger somebody else's trauma and they can't necessarily talk to me about it. So just, I don't know, just, like, be more open about, like, what what your triggers are, what your traumas are. So, like, you know not when to talk to somebody and when not to because I feel like that's a level of consideration that not a lot of people have for each other and I feel like... That's something that we need to incorporate more. Definitely in the black community. Because, whoo, like at family functions, like people will be bringing up stuff that's like, oh my God, like why? Like what was the point? Why why would you do this? And it's just like hurtful in a way. And they don't think, man, I don't think, I don't know what they think. It's just like crazy. It's just like, why would you, why would you tell somebody that? Yeah, it's... And people, and oftentimes in, like, families, um, specifically black families, because obviously that's the only one that I can uh, speak for, um, they don't understand that kids also have boundaries. Yes. So. My God. Just because they are a child, just because they may not know a lot of, like, they they may not have experienced a lot of situations, they may not be as, like, tangibly knowledgeable as like an adult would be Mm -hmm. they still have boundaries they still have they still need to be respected they're still people yes there's so they'll there's the the first thing that's like they make the kid have to hug everybody oh that's Um, the worst or you have to accept that kiss from your great aunt yeah like jimmy jam she's spitting on me like dang (laughs) i don't want her to kiss me i don't want any of y'all to kiss me right stop it or maybe i want to be hugged this one day but this other day i don't want to be yeah and that's perfectly fine because i'm a human being like yeah and it's like or with kids they'll they'll say something about the kid that the kid didn't want that information to be shared. Yeah. And they'll use it under oh, the guise of, you don't have no privacy. Da, da, da. Yeah, I like, do. Like, right. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, I do have privacy. I do have things that I don't want to be shared because you don't want me to share stuff about you. Right. Like, I don't want, the, when I tell you that I'm going through something, I don't want you to immediately afterwards call everyone else in the family and tell them that. Yes. You don't want me to tell them that the lights are out and your, and your car broke down. Right. Like, you don't, so, want, you don't want me to tell them that you got Keisha, Marshawn, and and Lala pregnant. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you you want to get mad when I say some stuff like that, but then right. when I tell you that I can't handle school right now or I'm sad right now or I think I might be depressed I don't want as soon as I go to sleep to hear you pick up the phone and get on a four-way call with everybody and be like oh, guess girl, what she, she told, told me, me. Like, this girl thinks she's sad and right. now I get calls from everybody in the family talking about so I heard you, you sad like if I wanted y'all to know um, I would have like, told all y'all right I would have I really we have a family group chat I would have told y'all right like, like I just don't understand like like, families, especially with, like, the child-hugging thing, like, I definitely, like, okay, like, I'm not, like, a big talker, like, in real life. Like, if I don't have anything to say, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, you should. And, like, I was, 
like I wasn't necessarily quiet as a kid but like if I didn't want to talk I wasn't gonna talk like (laughs) and my family is like really loud and they love to be like the center of attention and I was just like never that girl but whenever whenever I wouldn't speak for like a longer period of time or something like they would think that I was uppity or that like I didn't want to talk to nobody or like that I thought I was better than everybody else or that I was mean and they treated my mom like that when she was little too and now I'm finding that like my little cousin he's like six and he's not quiet like he's the type of kid he's very well behaved like if you get like he can play by himself and it'll be fine like he doesn't need somebody to play with him he's not always trying to be the center of attention like you can literally just put on Paw Patrol and he's good like and he's he's a very sweet little boy but like he gets called mean by members of our family I'm like he's six years old like how is he mean like I don't understand because he doesn't like when people hug him all the time like that's his body like does a child not have autonomy over their own body they're their own people like and just that makes me so mad like if he doesn't want to hug you or kiss you like that's fine like just tell him bye and keep it moving like it's really not that big of a deal yeah and it's like when i was a so when i was a baby kind of like toddlerish i guess Mm -hmm. we were we were we were still going to family reunions with my mom's side of the family well my mom's mom's side of the family Mm -hmm. um because we never went to the ones with my mom's dad's side of the family we always liked them but uh, (laughs) so uh we would go and stuff and they would i when i was little if I didn't want you holding me, you would be very aware of the fact that I did not want you picking me up. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, my uncle taught me, which is my, my, um, my aunt's long-term boyfriend, the one that, if they were, uh, if it was still legal, they would be, um... Common law married? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he would teach me that if someone picks you up and you don't want them to pick you up, you headbutt them. So that's what... Oh, oh my God! Put me down. Wow. So they put me down. But, like, I would go to the, um... I digress though but I'll go to the family reunions and they would like pick me up and they would hold me and they would like start taking off my my little outfit that I had on they're like she's hot she's hot and I was like and I couldn't say it because I didn't know how to talk to right them. but you can see from my face like I don't want you taking off my outfit right like, I'm not hot and I'm never hot like I'm, I'm well I mean I overheat very easily because I'm sensitive to like temperatures but I'm usually not like hot like i'm not like oh i need to take off my jacket type mm-hmm. of hot i'm like i'm literally from the inside out like hot. yeah mm-hmm. so uh, and i'm anemic so i'm cold most of the time so it's like i'm not hot if i was hot you would know that i was hot right so why did you decide that you were gonna take off my little kitty clothes and have me running around in a diaper i don't want to run around in a diaper i'm a little germaphobe baby i don't want to do that like i want to have on all my clothes i want to have my shoes on at all times like i'm not Period. trying to be running around with my little feet pitter pattering on the cement Period. like i don't That's want not, that like i mean this is not on subject but people who don't put shoes on their babies electric chair like <laughs> like that's disgusting like you're no it's not it yes and like if you're not because the only place that i can moderately kind of a little bit justify not having shoes on your babies is like maybe if they're inside and but if they're inside and you don't have shoes on them your floor needs to be clean right like i don't if it's not my floor like that i don't I know. want this like me to turn my kid over not like 
holding them by their leg or anything. That's that's like I'm assuming that's bad. Um, <laughs> and look at the bottom of the feet and it's black. Right. You need to clean your floor. Period. You're gonna get my kids sick. Right. Like, stop that's that. Disgusting. Stop that. Just because you don't, you don't. Just because you have your hard rock feet, then you're fine with walking everywhere barefoot. Does not right. mean that you're like, gonna roughen up my baby's feet. Yeah, These like, feet are gonna be soft right. for as long like, as they I'm can be soft. I'm not trying to have a baby with black feet. Like, like I'm not trying to tap on the bottom of my baby's feet here. Like that's not that's not what I know that's not what I want. My baby's going to be wearing shoes, right? Or booties or whatever they're wearing at the time. Whatever, like, like slippers. There's like, gonna be something on my kid's feet. Socks right. at least. Like we're not doing this. Right. No baby has shoes. Like we're not. We're not doing the dirty feet. Thing. We don't like not no, every kid. There are kids who like being almost like almost nude. Like my little sister was one of those. She right. she liked being close to naked. <laughs> she would walk in the house after she got home from whatever she was at, and she'd take off her clothes. She'd be like, "Yes," and then she'd <laughs> run around. But there are kids who don't. Right. There are kids who want to be fully clothed. There are kids who want to have a full ensemble outfit on. That was me. I wanted to have my whole matching outfit. Like I wanted to be like that. Right. So you deciding for me that I'm a kid that wants to be naked diapered like i don't stop taking my clothes yeah that happens a lot to like i don't know what it is in like the black community to where like people think that kids are property and i'm like okay like they will like people will literally be 21 and they'll be like oh you just graduated high school right like no like I can vote, I can drink, I can drive, like, I just, I'm an adult, like, and you're gonna treat me as such, but, like, it takes such a long time for us to be seen as adults, and I think that's ridiculous, like, why, like, I can't, I can't, because, okay, like, I remember this one time, like, I was 16, I was in the 10th grade, and one of my uncles said, you're in the 8th grade, right, I was like, no, I'm actually, you know, about to be a junior in high school. They were like, oh, da, 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 oh she thinks she grown. Da, da. I'm like, I hate that can sentence. y'all shut up? Like, I am growing up. Like, that's how time works. That's how adolescence works. Yeah, and, like, I also hate the, um, the sentiment of, like, you know, the stop being, like, grown folks business. Stop da-da-da-da-da and grown folks. Right. Stop looking at grown folks da 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 Ma'am, you are talking very loud right now. Right. I am a human. When humans hear loud noises, they look at them. I'm not like the best. Stop. You know how like kids they'll like look they'll look you in the mouth whenever you're talking because mm-hmm. that's just, they're looking at the where the sound is coming from. Right. Like oh you're talking. Okay. They right. don't understand that you look at somebody in the eyes when they talk to you. Mm-hmm. So stop yelling at them for it. Be like stop standing stop standing in my mouth. People who yell at kids for, like, concepts that they haven't taught them, I'm like, like why? What's the point? Me, you, like, you haven't taught me what the alternative to doing this is. Yeah. So, so I'm like, doing what's naturally... to me, yeah, right. Like, I'm doing what kids naturally do. Teach me the alternative, and I'll do the alternative right. after a while. But, like, <laughs> you can't just expect me to know what you prefer for me to do just right off the bat. Right. Or, like, the, the grown folks business thing, ma'am, just because you were talking about all 17 of your husband's next to this kid what do you expect them to do yeah, realize like that this is something that they shouldn't know about and run out of the room like right. no the kid's just gonna sit there and play play with their play with this yeah like they're just gonna sit there and be like like oh yeah like my auntie got 17 husbands right yeah they're gonna go to school next day and be they like they be like auntie g said that she got 17 husbands because kids share everything they know like, right. like guess what i just learned another thing that like 
I guess like older older generations of like black people do now is say that like oh y'all's mental issues is like something new like da 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 like no like black people have been depressed for a long time like how do you go through slavery how do you go through Jim Crow without being depressed like we're literally living in the best time to be alive right now as black people and we're still depressed so you you're you can't tell me that because so many black people have like they might have not gotten like formally diagnosed with a mental illness but they have been self-medicating for a long time which is why a lot of black people have been like addicts because they've been self-medicating with whether it was like alcohol or like even you know crack cocaine like hard drugs stuff like that like gambling like whatever it is like people have to realize that like mental health does not or like mental illness does not just have one look to it and i feel like black people were just trying to survive for so long to just like literally get basic human rights that we weren't necessarily focused on the mental health aspect of it but now that we're at this point i feel like now's the time to like start treating your mental health as well as you do your physical health and the thing is like i guess people don't really tie a lot of the stuff that happens to mental health Mm -hmm. so um they'll be like oh we were we weren't depressed back in my day okay look here sue ann um (laughs) i don't know if you were like your husband would come home from work every day angry you remember that Mm -hmm. like he would he would he would hurt you it wasn't because he was just bored it like he had something wrong with him right and he didn't feel like voicing that but he had something wrong with him Mm -hmm. he could have been depressed right and he just didn't talk about it because of some in some institutions that men have already put in place where they made themselves like they can't talk about stuff Mm -hmm. but they he just because he didn't physically say it because they didn't realize that it was something that also affected black people doesn't mean that it didn't affect him so like you for some reason not making the connection between two and two doesn't mean that there wasn't a connection between two right so like or the fact that you decided that you i don't know were upset with so and so so you were gonna beat your kid yeah like that's like, not that's a mental illness that's not something that someone does when they're completely mentally okay right you don't go and think that the best way to handle the situation is by punching somebody else yeah or i'm gonna punch my son in the chest because he did that's not something someone does when they're okay yeah you're not okay like also i feel like a lot of that has to do with that whole thing that black people have that whole I don't know, like, infatuation that we have with, like, tradition. Yeah. And just because, like, people did it previously means that we should still keep doing it. Like, it's obviously not working. Why are we still doing it? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, and it's, like, they, the thing that bothers me a lot is, like, they'll complain about the results of the tradition that they've tried so hard to upkeep. Mm-hmm. So, like, they love being able to beat their children. They're like, I can't wait till I have kids so I can beat them. Record me beating them and then put it on Facebook. Right. Like, you don't think there's any better way for you to handle that? Right. And then they'll complain about the results of them beating them. So, like, now your kid doesn't want to talk to you anymore. And you're like, you see, these children don't know, don't don't ever want to, like, communicate with their family. I'm like, did you ever teach them how? Like, ma'am, 
you beat your daughter on camera, you think she's going to share anything with you? Right. Ever? You beat her on camera because she had a boyfriend. You beat her on camera because she sent news because she didn't know she wasn't supposed... Like, she didn't know that that wasn't the best thing to do. You didn't teach her anything. Right. You just assumed that she would know, and then you got angry at her for not knowing. Right. Make how it make she, sense. How is she going to know? I don't understand. Like, how is she going to know? A lot of... Uh, another thing that I think is really important, especially... I mean, like, this could happen at any generation at any time, but the lack of, like, access that we've had to therapy as a community because only now are there starting to be like a lot of um black psychologists and black psychiatrists but like before there was it was kind of like a desert and like white pe- I mean like we're not going to talk to a white person about our problems Correct. like because to be quite honest like white people are one of our problems so like I just <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't match also like Talking to somebody who doesn't necessarily get your experience, especially as a black person, can be hard to, like, want to open yourself up to. So I just don't feel like we've had that space for, like, black mental health, which is, I feel like, something that needs to be in its own category. And the thing is also the fact that it's a result of racism and stuff like that, that yeah. we didn't have them. Because, yeah. I mean, black people weren't really allowed to be medical professionals. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a kind of like a system that's set up to where we can't get rid of our traumas. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, gives us more traumas. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, you you see, black people can't be trusted because they act like this, that, and the other. Because they do this, that, and the other. They're always so angry. Ma'am, I'm angry because there are no black professionals because of the racism that bars them from being black medical professionals. Right. Which makes me angry. Like, <laughs> get out of my face. Like, right. Don't, don't do this, because it's your fault. These things are your fault, and you don't want to admit that it's your fault. And that happens a lot. Like, there are issues that'll be the fault of the person who's complaining about them. Mm-hmm. Like, the parents, they'll be like, oh, my kid's so, like, bad. You know, like, they'll call the kids bad. They'll be like, yeah. my kid's so bad. They just want to do this and this and this, and they're always, whose fault is that? Who's raising this kid? I know. Like, who's the parent? Like, where you at? Exactly. You're the parent, correct? Right. You're the one who should be stopping this kid from being bad, correct? That's the other thing, like, with, oh, this generation. I'm like, who raised this generation, though? Like, I want to know. Like, where were y'all? Like, who are you? Like, somebody's got to be to blame, and we didn't raise ourselves. Like, so, I don't understand. But, I mean, our I feel like that point is a good segue for our shout-out. Um... I found this website and it's called therapyforblackgirls.com and it's basically I mean like black girls aren't the only people who can use it but I mean any black person can use it anybody can use it but it's this um it's this kind of like well it's a website that's talking about like the mental health of black women but also um there's a directory for it um to where you can find a black therapist in your area so like all you have to do is like put in your zip code and there there comes up like a list of um mental health professionals that you can go see which i feel like is a really good um resource to have especially um when people are out looking for therapy and mental health services and they don't think that anybody with their experiences like another black woman or another black person will um 
be available in their area at an affordable price but it has like all that information on it and I think it's just a really really good resource to have um but also um one of the other things that I want to tell you guys is that um check out like if you do have insurance like check out um the the benefits that your insurance company gives you and how much the copay will be um when you go to the when you go to a therapist or like with whatever um company that you're going to for therapy because um at some places it can be really um inexpensive for you even if you're just going like once a month it can be like maybe 15 dollars a month um which is really affordable and I like that now insurance has kind of included um mental health services in their packages and if you don't have insurance and you are a college student um your school most definitely, I think they have to have like a mental health um, center or somewhere where you can go to um, talk like a counseling service or anything like that. So definitely like if you're thinking about therapy, um, look and do some research about, you know, what what qualities you want in a therapist, what qualities you want in like the company that you're going to and things like that. So Yeah, and um, for I've heard that in some cases with the um, centers that they have at schools, because sometimes the people who work in those centers aren't necessarily the best equipped for your specific issues. Right. So I've heard that if you go in for, like, their intake, and then you let them know that you would like to have an off-campus um, therapist, mm-hmm. that's, in some cases, that'll work better for you. Like, they'll it, they'll pair you up with somebody who works better with your... um with your um, budget and everything like that, that is trusted with by, by the school. Yeah. Also, um, Howard, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Howard gives us insurance. Yeah. And I think that, like, other than, like, the Howard University, like, hospital and, like, the mental health services or whatever like that, like, I think Howard insurance can be used at, like, other places. Mm-hmm. So definitely... Look into that um, if you're a Howard student. Yeah, because I heard that one of the places that they that you can go to um, if you tell them that you need somebody who's off campus, I think the copay is like thirty dollars. Yeah, which is not bad. Yeah, and if like even if you do need like assistance with that too, because mm-hmm. um, obviously not everyone has like money to to spare all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely other ways um, to be able to get better funding for it. Um, and I mean, there should be ways to where it shouldn't have to cost out of pocket for everybody. Yeah. But, um, until we get to that point, there, there, there are definitely like other ways to be able to afford to pay for it. Yeah. So, um, going off of that, we should definitely talk about like other self-care that's outside of, yes, specifically therapy because not everyone has like access to that at all times. Yeah, definitely. Um. In the internet right now, like, on the, you know, on social media and all this stuff, like, the whole thing of, like, self-care has been a thing. And I think it's great that we're, you know, bringing aware to, um, awareness to, you know, the issue of taking care of ourselves and things like that. But the internet has a very, like, superficial way of, like, talking about self-care, like, Self-care isn't just stuff like face masks, Netflix, and bubble baths. Even though that can be a form of self-care, but like the way the way that your mind is 
is set in um, the act of doing your quote unquote self care activities is what um, is what the point is because if I have on a face mask and I'm watching Netflix but I'm never validating my emotions or like I'm never like taking care of myself in my day to day life it's really not helping or honestly if I'm doing a face mask and I'm still anxious like it's not helping so um give yourself a mental break allow yourself to not be perfect all the time allow yourself to be a mess because everybody can't be right all the time they can't be perfect all the time and for us to let ourselves just be human um will do a lot more for your growth than you think it will um and a really good exercise that I found from going to therapy is that um you can ask yourself like um maybe weekly or daily however you know however much you think you need it um ask yourself if I was my best friend would I like the way that I was treating myself um and I think that's a really good way to look at it because you're kind of looking at yourself from somebody else's point of view which is something that we don't do a lot so look at yourself and see like oh, if I was my best friend and I saw somebody treating me like that, would I be upset? Would I, you know, aspire to be like that friendship? Like, just think about that in a different way. We've just kind of entered the era in which being able to take care of yourself in ways other than just kind of like disrespecting the people around you because you're upset is, is more looked at. So, um definitely make sure that yes it's okay to take a a superficial self-care day mm-hmm. where you just you know i'm gonna get my nails done i'm gonna get my right hair. something makes you like feel good when you look at yourself right like that's but totally valid. also make sure that you're doing a deeper self-care day mm-hmm. where you're paying attention to how you feel paying right. attention to um how other people around you are affecting you mm-hmm. and making sure that you are setting yourself up to be the best possible you you can be at all times yeah so with that i want to thank y'all for listening this has been veronica and sade and always always remember remember that that growth starts at the roots see y'all next week